New Year's resolutions tend to always fail. Whatever it is that you want to be or you see for yourself, that is an inspiration that's coming from a higher self. And it is a quantum possibility. Even if it's just in your mind, even if it's just in your imagination, you can be that thing. And that is how you'll watch it become a reality. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hey everybody, I'm Eric Osborne. And I'm Courtney Rose. Welcoming you back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. We want to remind you right now before we get too far to hit the notifications bell on your platform of choice, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be, so that every Monday you get notified when we post new episodes. And if you would, give us a rating, please. please. Five stars would be ideal. <laughs> that way other people get to find us and listen to this podcast podcast that we put so much heart into every week yeah love having you here and hope you enjoy this episode thanks are you looking for a community that allows you to authentically express and explore what it means to be human one that honors the divinity within you and all life then sanctuary may be just the community you have been looking for Sanctuary is a faith-based organization centered around the sacrament of sacred mushrooms for spiritual exploration and personal development. You are invited to become a member and commune with us. Join us for a Sunday Zoom service or a weekend sacred mushroom retreat in the beautiful Kentucky countryside. Visit psanctuary.org to become a member and find more information. Maybe the one. Happy New Year. <laughs> what was that? That was my, my party favor. Horn. Yeah. <laughs> Air horn. Thanks for tuning in to Psilocybin Says in 2022. Yeah, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, our first episode of the new year, which came out last week. Uh, was our most downloaded episode yet. So that's a nice way for us to start Yay. out the new year for Psilocybin Says. And uh, hope to continue on that trend. We are resolving ourselves <laughs> to do an even better job on Psilocybin Says. Yeah. For this year. Or at least we are setting the intention. Or are we setting the goal? <laughs> what's the difference ah! that's what we're talking about today folks uh, another wonderful conversation in our sanctuary telegram chat that revolved around new year's resolutions mm -hmm. i don't even think about those things anymore it used to be when i was a kid you know like oh your resolution what's your resolution now i it literally did not even cross my, my mind that it's a thing people do until uh, one of our members asked the question in the chat. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Too. <coughs> mm -hmm. Did you think about it? I did think about it when I was thinking about our first sanctuary Sunday service of the mm -hmm. new year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I like it when we can kind of go with the flow of the seasons changing and recognize that there's a new time coming or, you know, a change. And so it's the new year. So I thought maybe we could Unless do something different. What? Unless you're Chinese. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't have any Chinese members you yet. Well, do we? No, but I've definitely worked with some Chinese people that if they knew about Sanctuary, they'd probably be a member. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know. It's just to say that a lot of this stuff is, to some extent, arbitrary. You know, the new year in 
what do we base our new year on January? I mean, we have this Gregorian calendar and it's the first of January, but then we've got this whole winter solstice and Mm -hmm. the sun being reborn on the 21st or 22nd. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. I think it's a, there's a lot of value in recognizing where we are in the mm-hmm. passage of time, mm-hmm. even though, you know, at the grand scale, time is an illusion. Uh, but these cycles that we're in, it's valuable to acknowledge mm-hmm. our movement through the cycles. Yes. And it can I be. I think so. Yeah. And there's a reality that we mark in this culture today we remember times through years like mm-hmm. in 2020 in 2020 this happened and in 2021 the theme was this and <laughs> you know yeah, we do do that and, and, and so recognizing here we go like we're on a road that is we're going to be calling 2022 now and we're going to be even little things like writing the year down on paper. Like Mm -hmm. I was signing a, a a liability waiver (laughs) with sanctuary and I wrote automatically put, you know, 2021 Mm -hmm. and I caught myself, you Mm -hmm. know, we're all going to be doing that for Mm -hmm. a little while. Mm -hmm. And every time I catch myself writing 2021, I'm saying to myself, wait, we're not in that year anymore. We're in this new year. So, you know, that's a real thing that we're all doing. Mm -hmm. So let's just make a conversation about it. Well, you know, actually, this brings up the topic that has come up quite a bit in our psychedelic circles. The fact that we have very little real initiation in our culture mm-hmm. you know individuals pass through various stages of life and there is not a lot of real recognition of you know puberty or um, what like whatever there's all kinds of stages that we go through I mean we do have you know like marriage ceremonies and sweet 16s and those kinds of things but they haven't been the ordeal that they have been for a lot of cultural cultures in the past, mm-hmm. uh, which seem, seems seems relevant to our ability to really recognize that container that we're in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that it's it is a special time. And every every year, every period has its own unique value. Like you're saying, 2020 or 2017 or 1953 or whatever it is they all were this kind of window of time that is kind of encapsulates where we were collectively and individually mm-hmm. um, and so to to just dismiss that or to not really give it you know a, a, a full you know worthy attention is probably a a disservice. I think it is a missed opportunity. Mm. It could be a great opportunity, like something that I commented on in the Telegram chat this morning, is I realized that I have never in my life set a New Year's resolution. Really? Yeah, I've never even tried my entire life. Oh, that's I've, a surprise. I thought it was ridiculous. Like, I've got enough goals in my life. I don't need to set another goal just for the new year. See, that's why I would expect that you would have done it because you're such a, a goal-oriented goal, goal-getter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I guess I have overall felt overwhelmed with goals. So by the time New Year's comes around, I'm like, I'm already on this track. I don't... Mm need to take new years to do something different but do you feel like you are like me in that how i tend to resist what is popular that's kind of the well i'm with you aren't i (laughs) (laughs) yeah you are good point 
and you are not. I, I guess I can answer that question myself because I don't see you being someone who engages in pop culture and very often when something becomes trendy, you maybe aren't as cynical as I have been towards it. But <laughs> <laughs> I did ask what like, yeah. what Mariah Carey is up to these days this morning. Yeah, yeah. But you rolled your eyes at me a little I bit. I didn't roll my eyes at you. <laughs> You're like, I don't keep up with I rolled my eyes longingly culture. thinking of Mariah Carey's beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely a thing. Like, uh, if for those of you that care uh, or keep up with it, I, I, I have a little blog on Sanctuary, and I've, it was one of my most recent topics I discussed, or one of the most recent aspects of a topic that I discussed, if you will, was my, um, yeah, pushback against pop culture and how when everybody's setting a New Year's resolution, I'm like, ah, it's a bunch of bullshit. Or when everybody's like, uh, even even I caught, I have caught myself with psilocybin. As psilocybin has become more popularized, I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know psilocybin. And it's like, it's a, it's a prize. <laughs> it's not, I <laughs> know, hey, hey. Hey, what do you think I'm in therapy for, woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, seriously. Um, which you know, I think there's some some value there. It's 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 a good, perhaps, in ways to not just go along with the masses. You know, yeah, usually if you see a crowd of people going one way, it's maybe consider going the opposite yeah, direction. I'm not laughing at you. I'm not. I'm laughing at it in that. We all have that somewhere in our lives, that resistance to mm -hmm. going with what what everybody else is doing. Well, I think it's to going, going against be doing what we're told to do. And mm -hmm. that's where the resolution becomes problematic, right? The New Year's resolution is a mm -hmm. thing that people have often felt obligated to do. Right. And so, okay, I've told myself that I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to lose this amount of weight, or I'm going to change this behavior, and I'm doing it because, well, this is what I'm supposed to do because it's bad that I'm doing it, and all these shoulds and supposed to do things just create resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just had a memory come up of managing a health and health food and supplement store mm -hmm. for all those years. Go ahead and say it. Rainbow Blossom, what's up? Oh, yeah. Shout out Rainbow Blossom. <laughs> still love you. Shop there still yeah. frequently. So <laughs> just these memories of our marketing department coming in and being like, okay. So, or the categ category manager, whether it's for supplements or food or mm. whatever, coming in and saying, okay, so in a month from now we have say new year's so it's time to really focus on uh the diet supplements and the you know the herbs for water retention and the you know get your your sweetener natural sweeteners in check and blah 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 and every single time i would just feel confused like really people really reliably just decide to lose weight because it's new year's mm. and feeling so like confused about it and asking them like is this still a thing like people still do this thing this new year's resolution thing like mm. and they would look at me like i was crazy like yes where have you been but that is i guess that shows my level of resistance uh, to trends abnormality <laughs> <laughs> yeah like okay apparently yeah it's still a thing in a bubble. it's definitely a thing uh which it's so interesting how easily we just do what we're told as a as a you know culture humans are just very easily overall told to think away or do a thing that's why religions have had such the impact that they've had mm-hmm politicians all that stuff and uh, it, it relates in my mind it's all related the new year's resolution it does all this stuff or a lot of this stuff does seem to be losing speed like i i maybe it's the circles of man maybe it's that i don't watch tv but i have not heard 
any talk about New Year's resolutions this year. And part of me thinks that there is a move away from this kind of hollow um, lip service that people know, like people have always made fun of New Year's resolutions, like, oh, yeah, I ain't going to do that shit, or, you know. And uh, I also wonder if just the general kind of um, chaos and confusion that we've experienced in the last couple of years has an impact on that. It's like you're going to set a New Year's resolution when you don't know what the hell is going to be going on in a month from now, you know, if that -hmm. that has anything to do with it. Mm. Uh, But overall, you know, again, from from my perspective, I'm curious as to whether or not people are just starting to see through a lot of these um, manipulated and forced uh, behaviors or, Mm. you know, I don't know. Well, so thinking about the timeline of things up through New Year's, typically there's the holiday season, which is full of tons of family gatherings and tons of food and just kind of like going the pendulum swinging to one extreme of Mm -hmm. let's drink it all let's eat it all let's let loose like let's take a vacation let's break Mm -hmm. and then after that the pendulum's swinging back Mm -hmm. and people are generally I think feeling bloated and like, Oh, I got to get my shit together. I've been mm-hmm. partying and hanging out for the last month. Mm-hmm. So then it swings back and that's the new year's resolution thing, which why I think so many people say I need to lose weight. I need to eat better. And I need then to comes Valentine's day. And then comes Valentine's day. Chocolate. People need to get laid. Sex, alcohol. And then comes Easter. yeah i don't know it's it's setting ourselves up for i feel like it sets ourselves up for a lot of disappointment well i was gonna say that this year and last year is a little different because we've all been through such a big shift Mm -hmm. over the Mm -hmm. entire year i mean the holidays this year i know most people I talked to weren't doing nearly as much, Mm -hmm. like not even half as much Mm -hmm. as they would have done in, you know, pre COVID times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's not as much to swing back from. We're just kind of, well, at the same time you hear people talk about COVID weight and picking up, gaining weight from sitting at home and not being out and active and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's a, we, we live in a kind of a, a bit of a bipolar society where we're, you know, the pendulum is regularly swinging back and forth. And it feels like COVID has in large to large extent exacerbated that where it's, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, everything's open. Oh my God, everything's closed. Okay. Now you wear a mask. Oh shit. Now you don't like, or whatever. It's just, yeah. You know? So maybe that's, that is feeding into the exhaustion of like the lack of talk about, new year's resolutions type of thing like people are just exhausted with the change like there's been so much of it i'm (laughs) i can't handle yeah definitely trying to think about changing more things yeah Mm -hmm. so well i i like you know i like i know you love vision boarding yeah and i will take any opportunity i can Mm. to vision board Mm. especially if other people are Mm. in for it Mm. so that's kind of how i have been seeing the new year like this is resolution to another opportunity to vision board Mm. in my head Mm -hmm. we did such a great vision board recently that Mm. i mean we don't have any magazines to vision board with but Mm. i like that idea better than setting new year's resolutions or mm-hmm. goals mm-hmm. just rather more of a visioning opportunity you well know? Let, let's talk about let's talk about how this all works into maybe not i guess achieving goals or then the act of, of formulating intentions 
But where it gets sticky, again, is this idea of, you know, a resolution is something that, by God, I'm going to do this, right? And we know that that mindset is exactly how you create the resistance to do that. But if you, if we vision, like you're saying, ourselves as the thing that we want to be, you know, rather than resolving ourselves to become the thing that we want to be, if we envision ourselves as the thing that we know is within us, Mm -hmm. then we are much more likely to bring that into reality. Mm -hmm. Resolutions are like just trying to shove the thing into existence where an a focused intention or a goal that is really meditated on or the that is you know you you feel it before it becomes a reality mm-hmm. like that's how we actually bring it into existence and yeah and don't create resistance to it so that's what i really enjoy about the envisioning that you bring up is that it puts me there where I want to be rather than creating this distance between where I am now and where I see my potential being. Mm-hmm. I was listening to some Neville Goddard before you came back and we got started on this and he was talking about his teacher um, who was this, I didn't realize this, but was an Ethiopian uh, rabbi and hmm. it's very interesting how he talks about the rabbi, he was he was expressing to the rabbi that he wanted to accomplish this certain thing. And the the rabbi was like very much was like not hearing it. He's like, Why are you telling me what you want to be rather than what you are? Why are you telling me that you want to go to Barbados that rather you know, rather than being in Barbados in your mind right now. And it's like, there's an interesting story about Neville Goddard and how he got to Barbados and all that stuff and how he experienced this kind of power of manifestation through his, uh, his, his, his imagination. But it really drove home this idea of what we're talking about and why New Year's resolutions tend to always fail. Mm. And so really just encouraging everybody out there to whatever it is that you want to be or you see for yourself, that is an inspiration that's coming from a higher self. And it is who you are. It is a quantum possibility that you can right now tap into and and feel and really be, even if it's just in your mind, even if it's just in your imagination, you can be that thing. And that is how you'll watch it become a reality. Mm. Yeah, that reminds me of in, so in wellness coaching, in my wellness coaching training that I went through years ago, we talked a lot about effective goal setting, right? Which we have a whole episode on setting smart goals Mm. and something that, they talked about a lot was how you word the goal. Some people might say, I want to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. using this common exercise example. I want to be exercising three times a week. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you make that more potent? You say, I will be exercising three times a week. Mm -hmm. And how can you make that more potent? I am exercising Mm -hmm. three times a week. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're embodying you're more in that embodiment place like you're saying Mm -hmm. than putting it in the future instead of right now like Mm -hmm. saying i will be isn't right now Mm -hmm. saying i am Mm -hmm. is right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. so it gets you gets you thinking more in alignment with things you can do right now to set yourself up for exercise Mm -hmm. so that's like the intention setting and the vision boarding type of practice for me is that like calibrating like i'm just Mm -hmm. doing a little Mm -hmm. little Mm tune-up little Mm -hmm. calibration opportunity here 
what is it that I want to be embodying every day? Mm-hmm. Like, what are my values again? Mm-hmm. Community, family, friendship, health, um, giving back, you know, like mm-hmm. just recalibrating. That's that's the whole Moses in the burning bush, you know? That's what we don't it, – It's it's been – obscured in um traditional religion when moses or the myth that was moses came down from the mountain and they were like you know who is this god that you spoke to and god is i am that i am we underestimate the power of the i am Mm. regularly and Mm -hmm. that's how we one of the one of the first ways that we create our reality is that we acknowledge that we are we are all those infinite possibilities we can understand it from you know again on the quantum level of all possibilities exist and whatever possibility we align ourselves with whatever attractor that we align ourselves up with is the one that we are inevitably pulled towards and we do that first with our intentions and our vision and then we bring it in even to more existence with our words and then our words compel us to action and compel others to get in the same frequency with us and help to really bring it all into existence Mm -hmm. so yeah so that that has me thinking of the mushroom space and how when I commune with the mushroom, it really helps me. I've always, not always, but in more in the past five years, I've thought of communing with mushrooms as like a tune up mm-hmm. for me energetically mm-hmm. and aligning me with what is most important to me. Mm-hmm. And so setting, you know, let's talk about intentions in the mushroom space. Mm-hmm. Is it, do you set intentions before you Depends. go into the mushroom space? Depends. I mean, I always have one general intention when I go in to work with other people. I always have the intention of let me be of service. Mm-hmm. Work through me to be of service to this healing in any way whatever that looks like i don't care just let me be mm-hmm. of service to this healing process mm-hmm. uh, when i go into mushrooms for myself sometimes it depends on what i'm working on where i'm at in life sometimes i go in just with the intention of allowing the experience to organically unfold as it sees fit and sometimes i go in with the intention of i'm going to adjust my consciousness or I'm going to direct my consciousness or vibration to a certain um, place or level. And yeah, I think it's, I think it depends on the circumstance. The very Mm -hmm. act of taking sacred mushrooms is Mm -hmm. intentional in and of itself. Right. Um, But we can further refine that. And we also have to let go of the clinging to it being what we intend because mm-hmm. you know i mean the reality is a lot of times we think that we know what's best for us and we don't our consciousness our conscious mind doesn't know what's best for us our subconscious doesn't maybe even to a certain extent know what's best for us it's it's all you know a programming that has been in many ways imputed into to us now there is an awareness, a, a super consciousness that I, I, I believe does know what's best for us and is compelling us in that direction. And we can tap into that. Um, but sometimes the way to tap into that is to let go of the idea that we know what we need. Mm-hmm. So is there a specific memory you have of someone attempting to set an intention and you 
giving them feedback that maybe they'll want to adjust that attention intention there's too many to go into one specific but there's plenty of times where you know people well for for instance let's like look at the this um depression people come to mushrooms for depression a lot right and they Mm -hmm. say okay i don't want to be depressed i don't want to be depressed and so sometimes i will simply say well then let's focus on the opposite if you don't want to be depressed then what do you want Mm -hmm. maybe you can ask the experience you can ask your subconsciousness to show you how to be happy how to live a life of joy how to how to be free um and then at the same time there are people like this is where this is the trickiest one and there's kind of a an individual that I'm working with, I have been working with here lately through Sanctuary, who is seeking a certain healing, and it's not looking like they're getting it, but it's not looking like they want it to look like or they think it's supposed to look like. And this mm-hmm. is extremely common that people, again, we think that we know what it looks like for us to be healthy and mm-hmm. for us. And Maybe we know what that looks like at the, at the end, maybe, but we don't know what that looks like as we're going through the process. Mm-hmm. And so very often we will continue to resist the process while it is taking us toward the intention that we've directed our attention. And the more we resist that and the more we... You know, um, suggest that we're not getting what we want then the longer it's going to take for us to get what we want Mm. wow that's some some potent information i think for probably a lot of people listening it's some of the hardest stuff to swallow yeah It's, it's so hard you know i talked to you know i talked to someone yesterday who was just like this is what i want this is what it's supposed to look like why am i not getting healing why well, and i'm just like <laughs> you are you right. really are so do you think that it's like how quantum physics kind of talks about you watch something and it moves and it's uh, oh that's ooh. how am i how am i trying to put this into words like it's that right there that acknowledgement that it's moving mm-hmm. like that is the growth that like, okay, this isn't looking like what I want it to look like. It's the attitude about it looking how you want it to look. Mm -hmm. That is where the magic happens. I feel like just, just adjusting Mm -hmm. the attitude, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, Mm -hmm. like acknowledging that there is growth happening and acknowledging being grateful for the ability to grow. Like, I feel like that can be where you start feeling so much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just refocusing, like as soon as we refocus, like even when you were just talking about when someone says, I just don't want to be miserable anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to be depressed anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you want to be? And even just being able to say, I want to be happy Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that in itself is such a weight lifted. Like I could just feel it when you said it. I, the difference in saying depression versus saying happiness, Mm -hmm. like you just recalibrated yourself Mm -hmm. just by saying, I want to be happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) because when you're depressed, like you can't even really think about being happy. Mm -hmm. So if you can just get yourself to acknowledge that it's possible and like, Oh, I can wait. I am. I'm getting there. I'm growing. Mm-hmm. Happiness is there for me. It is. Mm-hmm. It's there for all of us. Uh, and, you know, what you touched on that is an entire episode, is an entire field of inquiry in and of itself, is this reality that observing interferes with the process. There is such a wonderful strange place where you can be aware of a process unfolding but not focusing your attention on it and that's the sweet spot that's that's how you get the maximized 
that's how you maximize the potential is you are aware that there is a process unfolding you can be with that process while it unfolds but you are not putting expectations you're not putting quantification on the process you're just allowing it to be and you know this is where any scientists out there any uh, psychedelic therapists um, this is this is where the real magic happens and there is you know this this one of the most recent services that I I did gave me such a an amazing opportunity to engage with this um, participation in a process without being an observer, being aware of the process that I, f I feel like I'm starting to learn more tangibly how to have um, a more positive impact on the people that I'm working with and how to walk that kind of very thinner than a razor's edge. It's very, it's like a saran wrap between um, awareness and observation. If that makes any sense, it's really, it's really probably such, not to a lot of people. It's really but such a hard thing to try to put into it, it to words. It really is. And I mean, when you're talking about that and when we're talking about this, like, what brings to mind and we weren't going to talk about our therapy session, but like our last mm. podcast episode, we talked about that we are going to couples therapy mm. and, uh, hired a new therapist. And so that's what comes up for me in this conversation is like, I don't even feel like the magic in that process is happening in the therapy sessions. I feel like oh, it's yeah. happening outside of the therapy sessions mm -hmm. and it reminds me so much of the mushroom experience like so many people think that is where it happens is mm -hmm. in yeah. the experience itself yeah. and then you come out of it and things should be totally different yeah. and that's so not most of the time the case mm -hmm. and just even the and it's kind of similar to when people talk about having an accountability partner like just knowing that it's happening, like the process is happening and we're committed to the process. Mm -hmm. Like just that in itself is the healing mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm. I've made the decision now to commit to this mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that happens, it's like, whew, there's a shift mm -hmm. and I'm now open to making this decision because I committed. And mm -hmm. so now I'm going to, I've committed now I'm open to doing taking the opportunity right now to do this a little differently mm -hmm. and making the decision to do this little thing communicate with you in a way that's more in alignment with the commitment I just made to the process of therapy and growth mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so again that's where intention being the driving force behind it it's like you're the intention is uh, this i know this is an overused metaphor but it's really effective is the is like the rudder of the ship right you are your intention is to go a certain direction and you move this the rudder of the ship and it moves you in mm -hmm. that direction micro movements in mm. that intention or in that rudder mm -hmm have a huge impact over the long haul not over the immediate mm -hmm. and we are i think you know because we are such powerful beings and you know i mean i guess the fact that we're such powerful beings has allowed us to create this wor world where we have almost instant gratification in a lot of ways and that kind of gears us up for okay well i set this intention i want this thing to be why isn't it already here right now Mm -hmm. um, and so to just, you know, allow and trust the process and continue to come back to the intention 
is how you eventually reach that destination. And it's not, it, it may not look like you expect it to look like when you get there. Right. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you have taken some control or not control, but have had influence over the trajectory of your development through your intention is very powerful mm -hmm. and it can become even more empowered when we understand things like you're saying the the use of affirmative statements of thinking in terms of the the positive possibilities rather than the negative history that we're trying to get away from yeah yeah it's like just taking i mean the weight loss example is such an easy one i feel like but if say a 400 pound person who has committed to getting to a healthy weight just focuses on like looks in the mirror and is like well i'm 400 pounds right now and mm -hmm. so screw it mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's not happening i'm not to 200 pounds so i'm just gonna give up now like mm -hmm. it's not happening mm -hmm. that clearly that person's not going to get anywhere but if they're you know 395 pounds from 400 mm -hmm. and they're like wow I'm not at 200 but I'm like look at me go I've mm -hmm. committed progress is happening it's really it's subtle but like I'm just going to keep the vision of look at how I can it's possible mm -hmm. for me to commit it's mm -hmm. possible for me to to feel better mm -hmm. and you know just like keep refocusing on that intention i'm feeling better all the time mm -hmm. like i make decisions that feel better for me and yeah giving ourselves credit <clears throat> and our little little acknowledgements along the way is so extremely important and it's not something that i have done enough in the past and i think most people yeah, are probably guilty of it you know is not saying hey like you're doing good because the fact of the matter is life is hard we all come into this world <laughs> like just like confused little babies. And then we, most of us end up in families of confused grown up people. And it just, you know, there's a lot of challenging stuff to get through. So we really, we really deserve to give ourselves a lot more credit than we do. And that's one of the things that I'm feeling you know we've only had you know a couple of sessions with this therapist at this point and it's very early in that process but you know you've helped me do this and it's something that I'm helping myself do is just acknowledge the fact that you know, I am really working to improve my mental state improve the quality of my life our our previous, sorry, Smokey, sneezing. Uh, our, our, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I know your mom listens to this podcast anyway, so I don't want it to sound like I'm like, I don't know, not acknowledge, or I'm, I'm criti being critical. But the truth is, in generations past, to go to therapy mm -hmm. was considered extremely taboo. My, yeah. my parents well yeah something against my mom my mom wanted me to go to therapy for yeah no your mom's different your mom's, my mom's different. been to therapy yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah she's a different scenario but i'm just saying like when i was going to say our parents i'm more or less referring to the generation previous where therapy was considered very taboo you know we told your dad that we're going to therapy he's like what are you going to therapy for what what's wrong with you you know yeah right so you know my parents ain't never going to therapy that ain't happening and so just just that i can acknowledge that you know i'm making progress generationally and individually and then and then it like i'm able to look back at my life overall and see holy shit like where i am now versus where i was when i was 10 years ago or 20 years ago it's like oh dude and I would encourage everybody to take this perspective on. When I hit 40, we went out and it or it kind of occurred to me when I was on my fourth birthday. And, you know, maybe this isn't so helpful for a lot of people. It was helpful for me. I think there's a lot of people that, though, could take this perspective and find it very, very valuable. And that was when I hit 40 three years ago, I 
realized, you know, I've been very, very critical of myself for a very long time and nothing's ever good enough. You know, you can do all this stuff and have all these accomplishments and you can shift global culture around psychedelics and still not even consider yourself accomplished. But something hit me when I was 40. I started thinking about myself when I was 20 and I thought if I was if I was if my 20 year old self met my 40 year old self, what would that 20 year old self say? And that 20-year-old 20, 20 self would have said, well, you're cool as shit. I'd like to hang out with you sometime. And yourself. I think you could probably think in those same terms. Mm-hmm. If you were yeah. 20 years old and you met Courtney right now mm-hmm. at, how old are you, 56? <laughs> uh, 45, but <laughs> 31. Yeah. Anyway, if, you, if your 21-year-old self would have met yourself now, she would have been like, Wow, that's a, cool, that's a cool lady. That is, look at her. Get it, girl. Yeah. That's what I would say. And I can think of so many people that I know who could say the same thing. And that's just not a perspective that we take on a lot. Now, I wasn't even living intentionally back then when I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. 30 years old. I wasn't, I was a little more intentional when I was 30. And now that I'm living a more intentional life, to imagine what my 43-year-old self will think about my 53-year-old self is actually quite mm. exciting. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Because I am living a much more intentional. And I, yeah. So I, I just know that if my rudder is pointed that direction, then it's very likely that I'm going to end up in a place that is, you know. Yeah. Similar to what I, w- what I would like to see. I love that. I love leaving the episode kind of there on that note. Sure. You don't want to talk a little bit more. I don't, you know, <laughs> sounds like I'm just liking to hear myself talk. <laughs> uh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's been ringing in my ears all week long. <laughs> <laughs> See last episode. <sighs> snarky comment from courtney uh, leaves well, a mark I, well but the thing, because it's because there's truth to it <laughs> like well i mean that's not a bad thing to love to hear your voice so many people cannot stand their own voice well you know what as a matter of fact there was many many years when i absolutely hated the sound of my voice and it was only through podcasting through the whatever the you know did several different podcasts but at a certain point it got to be where i did like i was like you know what i do like the way i sound and not you know not such that i wanted to hear myself but at the same time there are times when it feels like it's not me speaking through me right Mm -hmm. and there's a certain real um satisfaction that comes with allowing the self to get out of the way so that the higher self can speak through uh, so anyway i'm just you want to talk some more i'm just excited <laughs> myself, so myself talk some more let me tell some jokes huh? 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 Keep a look out for that you y'all. already are keep a look out for that uh I'm working on a comedy routine so I can hear myself talk some more in a different format. Oh my goodness. Well, I am really amazed and proud and impressed by you and watching you grow in the last eight years. So just want to, I mean, thinking of when we met and how different we both are. I mean, I feel like Mm. we're more of ourselves really and you've helped me so much to see my potential and remind me that, you know, like I could give myself a lot more credit. And so thank you. You for are a bad Consistently reminding like, me. What was it you did the other day? What was it you did? Oh, um, when you put all together the, new, the newsletter and all the stuff. And it's oh. just like, you know, we spent, <clears throat> we had the Sunday service where you were a wonderful support to people in a very intense, emotionally charged conversation. Um, and then like you're this like mom that like plays with your kids and then you like do all this admin stuff and then you can pull out spreadsheets to 
formulas and <laughs> then you cook all these crazy great meals i'm you, you are amazing and um my intention Thank is to you. spend as many wonderful years <laughs> with you as possible <laughs> i'm really grateful i have you to remind me that because you know when you're in the flow of things it can feel like i'm just doing it i'm just like doing mm-hmm. what i need to do and and i can definitely get caught up in that and not give myself credit for all the great things that i do so thank you everybody out there take a step back Mm -hmm. look at all the things you do you're managing a lot Mm -hmm. life is not easy we've got some crazy stuff going on in the world around us right now many of you have kids that in and of itself is an accomplishment that Mm -hmm. you don't lose your fucking minds every day you're you're doing amazing work i know there are so many people that i've worked with who are fucking amazing they do incredible things for society and Mm -hmm. for their families and for themselves and aren't don't take the time to step back and look at how much they accomplish and how much they do so i really if i can end this on anything is that folks just encouraging yourself to look in the mirror and acknowledge how awesome you are you got some you got some stuff. Everybody's got it. It's okay. Accept that along. If it wasn't for that stuff, you wouldn't have the other stuff. So it's all one big beautiful package. Just keep that intention towards growth and becoming a more whole, more helpful person. And as my mom would say, go give yourself a high five give in the mirror. A high five. Get that high five habit going. Shout you too, Kathy. Robbins. You're fucking amazing. You do so You're much. You're mom. so awesome to the world around you. There's just so many. It's all like this dog, our house, the cars. Like, look around us and tell me what in this world is not incredible. Even like the crazy things that we can, you know, like we can criticize politicians and poverty and environmentalism and all. Like, it's all. It's all amazing and it's all moving us towards some greater manifestation of the unconscious. So, anyway, that's my friend. Here we go. All right. I can't stop. Okay. Love you all. And the beating of the drum. <laughs>